episode 98. Two away from triple digits. And look who's back. Matthew, good to see you. All right, hey, it's good to be back. It's good to be here. Let's get this kicked off. And here we go. Be sure to visit soundmind.app, peachjar.com, and nickelstrategies.com. Advocating for public education, sharing our stories, and celebrating our schools, students, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between. We're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help you help others. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Peach Jar, Sound Mind, and Nickel Strategies. Here's your hosts, Matthew Jennings and Ryan Ferran. And it is us, both of us. Yes. Look, look who the cat dragged in. Good to see That's you. Right. Good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back in town. Been traveling a lot lately, super busy, but we are here. Nice. Lots of stuff happening. We had two podcasts last week, talked about QR codes, and then we had the webinar from our communications internship, the National Communications Internship Collab, where myself and Amber talked about our internship. We also had Dr. Vanazdal on, giving his perspective, our superintendent. Then we had three of our interns join us. So that was super cool. So that's episode 97, if you want to give it a listen. Don't miss that, man. You should have made that one episode 100. That's a lot. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, I got to, you know, give a shout out to our, our friends in the Carolinas. Yeah, NCSC spread is going on. Yeah, last week um, I got like 10 signups all within like 10 or 20 minutes for the National Communications Internship Collab. And I was like, wow, this is weird. What What's happening? I, didn't, I haven't put anything out or... And then I start looking at the signups and I see North Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina, North Carolina. I was like, oh, this is weird. And then I, the big conference last week. So somebody must have said something. Yeah, you know they did. Yeah, I think there was a big slide with your photo on it, actually, uh, plugging the, uh, the deal. So uh, somebody sent me that. Um, but yeah, the, your, your name's out there, man. People are loving that program. There's always questions about that, though. I know I was one of them that was pestering mm-hmm. you about the internship program for a number of years, trying to get it off the ground in one of my previous districts. Yeah, so we actually now have 150-something people in our national collab talking internships, so that's very exciting. You can join up, uh, check out the link in the description, show notes for this. Love to have you. We're going to have a meeting too, soon, too, which is won't be a real webinar. We're just going to kind of talk we're going to break out into small groups and people can kind of get to know each other and ask questions and because we have so many people now it's hard to do just a virtual meeting but we'll do a virtual meeting we'll do a go around and uh get some ideas and then we'll break into some small groups and see how that goes and get the ideas flourishing um yeah we've had our internship for a long time now it's going great student managers are doing amazing work and the the amount of content they are creating is insane, and there's no way we could do it without them. So it's been fun. It's great that you got a plug at the SCNC Sprout Conference, which I think wraps today. Uh, today's the third. Today's their last day. But just shout out to all the school communicators over the last couple of months. And as we close out the rest of this year, you know, Kansas had their uh, 50th chapter anniversary just a couple of weeks back at Canspra. So big shout out to those folks. They had like 70 plus communicators show up for that conference. That was fantastic. 
Um, I'm headed to Wisconsin uh, next week uh, for the Whispera wow. Conference in Green Lake, Wisconsin, um, happening at the same time as Minnesota as well. So huge shout out to all of our Minnesota school communicators. Um, so it's closing out strong, but a lot of great professional development over the last, uh, you know, really over the last year. But we got a lot of people still getting together across the nation as we close out the 2023 year. So get that professional development on, folks. Yeah, and if you don't have it, you're not in one of those states, Enspra always has lots of things going on. They do. Um, webinars and PD and Calspra's coming up. The emails, sign up, hotel books are okay. flying off the shelves, and it's almost Calspra time. It is almost Calspra time. And you know what's crazy this year is Calspra and Texas overlap. So Calspra and Tspra overlap. So you've got two massive conferences happening uh, on an overlap, which is going to be really wild. So uh lots lots of really cool stuff going on there that's awesome last week matthew perry and bob knight two interesting mm -hmm. figures yeah uh, pass away were you a friends watcher i was i love me some friends i have the friends lego set my son and i built the uh friends lego set nice. which has been which is fun it's really kind of cool so uh yeah that's that's kind of neat yeah it's sad and did you watch the friends reunion then right Especially mm -hmm. they did. That was wonderful. You know, I, I had, if, correct me if I'm wrong. Did did Matthew Perry have some uh, some just some, some substance abuse issues? I, I think is what oh, I understood. Yeah, big time. Okay. okay, yeah. So interesting. I mean, it's really uh, it's really sad. I haven't looked into the, you know, what led to the really the cause yeah. of death. But I had heard early on a hot tub or something was related. So yeah, he was in his hot tub, and so I mean, he had alcohol and drug abuse problems for years and he said in some recent interviews so he wrote this book his autobiography last year which kind of detailed everything wow. and he did basically a big media tour and um basically put it all out there and which is good he's also keep in mind he was selling books so he's making money but and hopefully it seemed like he helped a lot of people which is great but he had he said it was very hard for him to watch Friends because depending on the season, he could see his weight and his face and know what stage of addiction he was in. Whether if he was overweight, he knew that was his drinking phase. He got down to like 120 or 130 pounds when he was doing drugs and he lost a ton of weight. So wow. he had so much substance abuse and addiction problems his whole life. Started drinking at 14 and just never stopped and he had like 16 stomach surgeries because his stomach was so bad but wow sad story sad story yeah that's crazy it's too bad i mean um it's always sad when you see stuff like that and you know it's people that are looked up to like that yeah and he he was a junior like big time tennis player in canada and then the day he died he was actually playing pickleball played for a couple hours Boy. Um, yeah, there was a photo of him from like a week before that he passed that he just didn't look good at all. Um, kind of overweight, disheveled and, but you know, he struggled for so long, seemed like at least publicly he was getting back on track and then, um, and I haven't seen the final autopsy report, not sure the cause of death or something cardiac in the hot tub, but just sad story. Very sad. Yeah, sure. For sure. And then I know you're not a big sports guy, but Bob Knight passed away at 83. That mm. was uh, – <laughs> he 
you can't do a story about Bob Knight without using the word controversial, complicated, just a <laughs> winner, but uh, he had his issues. And so that was kind of two big names uh, dominating the news uh, last week for sure. Mm. Um, today we're talking about Matthew kind of professional branding yeah. okay. and more so probably for principals, administrators, teachers who are hoping to be administrators, but even for people wanting to promote their schools and things they're doing. I was always so surprised at conferences when we're signing up for people or we're talking about Twitter and here's the hashtag and there's always a handful of people not on Twitter. And I was mm. always kind of, you know, you're kind of a PR person. It's a big platform to get your the word out about your school district. But yeah. I understand maybe you not being on personally, but your district. But I, I, I was always kind of weird. But anyway, um, I was talking to an admin uh, credential course, uh, college course recently, and I was talking to them about, you know, you have, they have aspirations to obviously be administrators and get promoted, move up mm-hmm. through the ranks. And one thing I told them was you should make that known, um, A, to your superiors and kind of ask them, hey, I want to be a principal, I want to be assistant superintendent, director, whatever yeah. it is, and just A, let them know. B, what do you think I could do to help get that position? What are, what's some advice you have? Good Who advice. should I follow on Twitter? What conferences should I go to? Is there a book I should read? Who should I be networking in our own district that I can shadow and work with? And who should mentor me? And um, what, you know, what do you recommend? How did you get here? Um, and that does two things. A, it lets people know mm-hmm. that you want that position because I had a harsh reality when I was... <laughs> coming up through the ranks early in my career and in a different industry. But I assumed, you know, I wanted this position. I didn't get it. And I would kind of went to my boss and was like, what? I don't understand. I'm like the natural progression for this position. He's like, uh, I gotta be honest. I don't sit around and think about what my 30, 40 employees, like what their next step is, what they want. Like, I don't know. You got to make that known to me. I'm, there's only one of me. You can come to me. There's 30, 40 employees. Like I'm doing a million things. So it was kind of like, you know what? Yeah. That makes sense. If he doesn't know I want that, how how does you he know? Advocate. Yeah, exactly. So the other thing it does too is so if I go to you, Matthew, for some advice and say, "Hey, man, I I'm looking to get this position. You know, I want to be vice president of Peach Jar. You mm-hmm. know, what do you suggest?" And you'd be like, "You know, I should do this, that, and the other thing." Subconsciously, I think it also you're going to root for me a little bit having you've given me advice and what to do. And I take that advice. Like, I feel like you're going to advocate for me because like, Ed, Hey, I gave this guy some advice. He, he's, he took that advice. He really kind of passionate, cares about it. He's doing the research. So I think when you ask people that are higher up, you know, what can you do? It also, it's this built in, they're kind of like your cheerleader. Now they want to see you succeed. So I think it does a lot of things. The other thing I told them was you've got to get on social media and be where your people are. So if you have a big community, your principals, your superintendents, your board of education, they're all on Instagram, you should get an Instagram and follow them and connect with them there. If they're all on Facebook, which they probably all are, Mm -hmm. get a Facebook. 
the question and the problem we always get at conferences when we're talking about this, oh, my Facebook is personal. I don't want to do that. You know, it's just my friends and family. And, you know, that's great. But I would start another professional Facebook account yeah. and connect with people yeah. because Good recommendation. when you do that, people can't get to every site, every school, but they can get to social media. They're there every day. So you can put the things you're doing in your department, in your field, the projects you're working on, celebrate your staff. And that way, the superintendent can see it, the assistant soups, the directors, everybody else can see it. And it's very little work for you just to be on social media, have a presence, post some things you're doing, and the return on investment is fantastic. Yeah, totally. And then you have that separation between your personal life and and your work life, and so you're able to you know stay in touch with your friends and family, and your you know your close your close circles in your personal area, and share maybe more personal stuff on your own uh, feed. But you've got this truly really great professional feed that's more like a highlight reel of all the cool stuff that's happening in your in your world professionally, which is wonderful. So, and that's just good practice, to be honest. Uh, having a separate place for that information is just going to be a lot more healthy. Yeah, and it just it just helps. I mean, nobody's coming to your. They can't get everywhere at once, but they can follow you on social media. You can you can tag the district or wherever you're at, and people can see what you're doing. In our district, I know last week that our nutrition services director and that team just served a record number of meals. Was I at a lunch line? Was I at a school? Was I at their office? No, because they posted on social media. So. Everything I know about them is they are kicking butt, taking names, serving meals, and they're doing it at record levels when it's never been harder. So I'm impressed. And so if that person goes for a job, whatever. We have custodians on Twitter that are posting some of the greatest photos around the district. It's amazing. Would I know what they're doing without that? No. Not only are they posting like beauty sunrise shots in the morning but when they when they're cleaning and waxing the classrooms there's a before and after picture it's amazing so i'm like this this guy is amazing at his job he loves it he has pride in his work he's posting it the teachers comment so you know when that person's going for a promotion to lead or the next level i'm already like i know this guy does amazing work i've seen it the other guy other gal i don't know i haven't seen them so I just think it's one of those things that takes little effort that can see maximum results. Completely agree. <clears throat> Completely agree. And, I, and, you know, I've seen some superintendents really leverage that, uh, that you know, kind of uh, opportunity as well, where they'll go in and they'll create a separate superintendent account. And then, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's managed by the, by the PIO or maybe their comms team or, or co-managed that way. Um, but as the superintendent goes and, and, and is out running around, they, they're capturing photos and videos and all kinds of stuff all the time. And what do you do with that? You know, and so mm-hmm. having an own, having their own account uh, gives them an opportunity if they're out, especially talking to you know some of the groups like Rotary or Elks Lodge or whatever that is, and they can get up there and say, "Hey, follow me on social media. Stay in touch with what we have going on in the classrooms." Um, that gets your leader of the district out there visible in the community in a way that's unique to them in their voice, mm-hmm. uh, and positions your district in rooms. Um, that you might otherwise not have had access to just running everything through your district social account and certainly would never have, you know, the superintendent's not going to go to the head of the Rotary, you know, the Rotary president and say, follow my personal social. But certainly if they have a personality out there that uh, they're able to put their professional stuff out, it's great. So there's some really unique creative ways you're you're talking about here that's uh, really good points. The other thing that is odd is when you're going to hire somebody and you go do a Google search and there's nothing, 
it's just weird. Um, it's like this person has never posted about their job, their career. They don't have, but when you, on the other hand, if you were going and, you know, Matthew's applying for a position, we go check out his LinkedIn. He's got videos he's talking about. It's like, oh, wow, this guy really loves his job. He's really passionate about it. I know in college now and credential programs, they're almost, there's a lot of schools and professors saying, stay off of social media. It's just going to get you fired. But I got to tell you, it looks odd when you have no digital presence and you like, you're passionate about this field. This is a career you want. Um, it's an interesting look. So, and principals that have Facebooks, you know, their personal accounts and they're posting about their school and what they're doing. It's like, it's amazing. You get to see snapshots of all the great programs of teachers celebrating students as opposed to somebody you're like i don't think they're doing bad things at x school but i don't see anything like are they what are they doing doing? yeah um so i just think it's an easy way to brand yourself in grad school when i was studying uh some of this stuff that they had the theory of professional branding versus personal branding and here's how to keep it separate and here's what to do for both but I kind of think there's just one brand now, like your personal brand. I, I get it. You're, you're very controlling over your personal Facebook page and family and friends, and you want to post vacation photos, but that's still who you are. People still see that. So I, I feel like um, having that account and just kind of molding it into one is not a bad idea. I understand the separation, but I would definitely, if you don't have a second professional account, you're not connected with people, especially if you're trying to promote your school, what you're doing, you're trying to move up the ranks. I would start a separate professional social media account and start branding that way. You're yourself, your department, your school, and I think you're going to see a lot of good returns on that for sure. That's solid advice. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Um, what do you have... In the uh, you're busy this week. You're uh, in Wisconsin. What are you doing? A session out there? Yeah, next week Wisconsin hosting a roundtable on Canva. So the basics of Canva and design, which is totally rad. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, taught a session earlier, uh, no, last week on Canva and just social media. Um, was in Kansas and recorded six piece our extra credit videos out there uh the famous Kristen Majette and i did two videos together which is phenomenal mm-hmm. uh, so that that was a blast um samantha fitzgerald park hill uh school district uh we did two videos together that's fantastic i did a video with uh, uh blue valley uh school district and also one with dodge city um, so if anybody's familiar with the famous expression get out of time to get out of dodge uh that's that's where that's from dodge city uh, Wyatt Earp in those days, but yeah, so six videos uh, coming at you from Canspra alone, which is fantastic. So, so how do we get those videos? Those videos are in the hopper to be worked on and released uh, on Peace Extra Credit's channel. Make sure that you're tuned into uh, Peace Extra Credit. You're following us on social media. Uh, follow me on social media, and uh, and you'll know anytime one's released, we p- push it back out there to the world. You know, there was one uh, Sheena Cooper and I did on school marketing and branding Durham County School District. That one's getting a lot of love. A lot of shorts came out of that one. Those are getting a lot of attention, thousands of views across all of our channels and all the shorts and things. So if uh, you're interested in the school marketing branding conversation, kind of to piggyback off of what Ryan was just saying and, and some unique ways and things you can do to get the word out there about your programs and services and all of that, definitely check out that one with uh, Sheena Cooper and I from Durham uh, County School District. 
Matthew, we have hit a record number of downloads for the School PR podcast this year, and I guess I have to give you some credit for that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're cranking out the content. That's what it's all about. Content, and uh, I think it's uh, just good stuff. Like, people appreciate it. I think this one was nice, short and sweet, professional. Hey, you know what? Just to go back one, one quick second on this social media space, make sure that you are still following the guidelines as laid out by your district. Some districts have board policy or administrative regulations that govern social media and how you interact in those spaces and with students and staff and otherwise. Uh, make sure you are working out the media releases still. Um, that you're not posting any photos of kiddos that aren't media released, those kind of things. So all the same rules and guidelines apply uh, that you would have otherwise, you know, applied in other areas. So so make sure you keep an eye on that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, solid content. I think that's what it's all about right now. And we have some really good stuff planned coming up too. So yeah, we got to figure out what we're going to do for the big 100. The big 100 is serious. Which is very soon. That'll be very in like two weeks. Yeah, that's that's uh, that, we need to have just like a giant podcast party, like just have a bunch we of people. Should. On. <laughs> um, you know, what was interesting. I had an interesting uh, last week in the big national comms Facebook group. I posted about a GoFundMe. So we had a um, tragic passing of a student. Both his parents work for us, custodians. Um, sudden illness, terrible, terrible, terrible situation. And so I was, you know, asking about the best fundraiser platform, GoFundMe or whatever. And um, basically I knew, we knew one of these is going to pop up because they do. People want to help, which is great. But um, in order for us to do, push it out there or whatever, we need to make sure it's vetted. So we're going to kind of control it. And most, all the comments were like, that's a terrible idea. Don't do it yourself as a district. And I didn't mean like a district account, but somebody that we know and trust, but it was a good conversation. Um, and I'm kind of like, uh, if I get fired for getting a GoFundMe for a family, I really don't care, uh, to be honest, but we did kind of shift a little bit from those comments and, but we did have somebody we know and trust, uh, staff wise, start it and then turn it immediately over to the family um, just so they have access, they get all the money, but cause otherwise if it's a cousin, a friend of the friend, it's like, we can't email that to staff. We can't, cause it's not vetted. We can't just send them to some random GoFundMe. So anyway, it was an interesting yeah. discussion. I just wanted to say, I appreciate people's feedback. Um, I probably, I don't know, maybe wasn't as clear as I should have been in what I was doing, but um, sometimes policy and all this, I get it. Like we don't, we don't promote GoFundMe's and we don't do that for everybody. Cause you know, every team, every department's going to want it, but we had a student die and both his parents work for us. So I was like, you know what? Policy can go. Yeah. Go you're pretty close to home on that one. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. I had, a, I had a, a kiddo a couple years back, Ryan, that was in a really bad car accident, killed her mother, killed her grandmother and killed her aunt all in the same uh. car. And she was hit by another student in a, in a head-on collision and so we had a lot wrapped up in that and i was able to just lean into um like you're kind of saying here but your local community group that was able to really help mm -hmm. and what i did was just help point people that were interested in knowing more about where they can go to help back to that that place you know it left this poor girl mm -hmm. alone she had no more family um oh. and sometimes it's just about being human mm -hmm. so and in these situations when you have a student passing and we could do it in a whole nother podcast on this soon, mm. but, um, I always default to the family because people are yeah, like, we heard, 
you we heard this when are we going to find out and especially when there's no criminal element and the police aren't mm-hmm. involved at all it's an illness or something like yep. that i'm always defaulting to the family what do they want how much do you want us to put out and can we put out the cause of death um can we not are you okay with that sometimes if you don't it's it tends to go to speculation like oh what happened then you're making True. things worse so they actually yep. want you to put it um but always go to the family. What do they want? We work with them the whole time and send them statements before we put them out and messaging. And it's just, and if you don't send anything at the family's request and somebody gets upset, then too bad. It's the family. They're dealing with the worst loss tragedy they've ever dealt with. And if they don't want to put it out there publicly, then you as a district shouldn't put it out there. And if somebody goes, why not? We're respecting the family's wishes and family's wishes for privacy at this time. Yeah. Yep. You that's good. Good practice. Yeah. So anyway, um, an episode well, on, that, on that, on that note. Yeah, I know. Student it's terrible. It's a good one to end on. I know. But and, and the good news is the GoFundMe is raising a lot of money for the family, which is great. great. And we appreciate the community kind of rallying, but terrible situation uh for more on crisis and student tragedy i did this long time ago in episode three go through the steps you need to go through especially if there's a criminal element in there how to navigate these message them so you can listen to episode three Mm -hmm. that's kind of the reason i started this podcast because somebody called and was like how do i deal with this and it was very complicated and so i try to make it as easy as possible with four or five simple steps that you can go through to to make it terrible situation a little bit easier it is worst day worst day worst Mm -hmm. case yep well good to have you back on the podcast matthew i am so happy to be back it's good we got a lot of good stuff planned for y'all so stay tuned you know what else we have is your awesome yeah Uh right there little outro action matthew jennings on the guitar yeah, it's going to just jam a little bit, you know? Enjoy that, people. <laughs> need to get it a little bit longer, though, because right now it's only 28 seconds of greatness. Wah, wah. Well, I'll work on that for y'all. <laughs> Although I can loop it. I do have the... Um... No, we shouldn't loop that. <laughs> oh, who doesn't want to hear that? Oh, that no. Right, Let's right back it. again. All right, everybody, get out of here. You don't have right. to go home, but you can't stay here. Time to turn it off. Uh, all right. See everybody. I right, see you. <laughs>